Welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new DVD from our mother's giant collection. I am your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And this week, which DVD did we watch? Just the ticket. And I said last week, oh, I bet mom has seen this film. She didn't even recognize it. No. She has not seen it. She knew who Andy McDowell was and Andy Garcia Hey, it's uh, two Andys. Are they both the main yes. leads? Yeah. Yeah, I recognize her. Yes. I did too. From what? Exactly. I was like looking at her. Oh. I mean, like she's plays like the older lady in some of the things maybe that we've seen, but she always plays the love interest in like the 70s, 80s, and 90s. She has a daughter who... Let me look this up. Well, she has three kids. She has, Yeah. But she had someone who was, I think, dating someone that's, I don't know. I remember seeing it on Instagram, but it could be so wrong. Annie McDowell was the love interest in Groundhog Day. That's like the other big notable role that we okay. would know. Okay. We, not to say that we were like big Groundhog Day fans, but it would come up on TV near Groundhog Day. And, oh, Family Channel, I also think, played it. Yeah. Um, so one of her daughters was briefly romantically linked to Pete Davidson in 2019. Uh, and I remember seeing a photograph somewhere on the internet of them. And then we like, who's this girl? Looked up the girl, then figured out who the mom was. And I was like, I recognize this act- actress, but don't know who she is. And then she came up in this movie. And I was like, again, I recognize this actress. Don't know who she is. She has been in a lot. Her resume is huge, but not anything that we've really seen yet. And then she, I'm also like... Thir- she She's engaged to the movie. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. This is important. To Jack Antonoff, her daughter. Oh, her daughter. Yeah. Oh. Is engaged to musician Jack Antonoff. Interesting. Okay. No, as I was going to say before, though, there's very little, sorry, there are very few movies on her credits that we actually own. So there's not going to be a lot of Andy McDowell in our lives. I can see two more movies that we own (laughs) that she's going to pop up on, but she has a lot more credits than that. In any case, Andy Garcia, on the other hand... He is in The Godfather Part 3. He's also in another kind of Hitchcocky. No, sorry, not Hitchcock. Um, I can't, I don't, because I haven't seen The Godfather. I can't describe it, but it's like dark. That was really bad. If, if you saw what Jingling was doing, you would understand. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven is the other one. So I'm, I think I'm like thinking, not sp- Bye. <laughs> but con movies, but like slick. Yeah. Mafia. Mafia is what I'm okay. looking for. <laughs> that is what Andy Garcia. Dark. Is I think it's <laughs> generally in. Although like there's other some brighter titles, but they're all more. He's not in any kids movies is what I'm seeing. Which is fine. There's. Yeah. But. I take that back. He's in Rio, too. 
and Dora the Explorer. Cool. Yep. Yeah. So he's going to come up quite a bit more in our adventures as we continue to watch more and more movies. But mom, on the other hand, had never seen this movie. She didn't even recognize the title. I really was like, oh, I bet this is a movie that mom has seen. And she just saw it in a bin and picked it up. She just definitely saw it in a bin and thought, oh, I like these people and bought it. Yeah. And it was cheap. Yeah. No more than $5, I hope. It was a two for $10. The movie was $5 and it was still wrapped. That one, again, was not surprising. Full screen. Again, not surprised. Did the one I watched was full screen? I don't know. I don't know what you you watched on YouTube. So I may or may not have watched this movie on YouTube. I've been sick. Movie movie exchange couldn't happen. I was not leaving my house anytime soon. We had to slightly delay recording this podcast. And I watched this in a fevered haze. um, And I may or may not have found it on YouTube. So that is where I may or may not have watched it. (laughs) Solid source. (laughs) I have more facts than I thought I would actually get for this film, which is kind of interesting because I looked at IMDb and it was a bit bare. I usually look at IMDb before I come here, like, or like read through it while the movie's going on, like try and, man, I just sat. That's totally fine. There, there isn't a lot there. There. Okay. There's just more than you expected. Oh no! I gathered more through my own research. Oh, cool. And there were special features on the highly interactive menu that was on the uh, DVD. I I have a question for you. This movie is rated 18A. What part of this did you think was 18A? <laughs> exactly. I was scared watching this movie. I was like, oh no. Are we going to have like really steamy, does sexy scenes? Like, Does it say? It doesn't. It just it doesn't says. say like sexual content or violence or. Nope. Canadian like, home video. 18A. Use of drugs. Okay. Uh, well. There was drug use. There was drug use and you never saw it. You, it was, you kind of had to you infer. Had to, you had to figure it out. Then there was a threat of you're using again. And then, but I'm also talking, this was like a F plot line. <laughs> yeah, this is not, this is, this is so subplot, like very far down there. Um, like an afterthought in a way. Um, so there's that. I mean, they hooked up, but like you didn't see anything they kissed. Um, I like you saw more in the reader than you did on this. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, yes. Um, and the only other thing is scalping tickets is illegal. It's illegal. Uh, I, I, I don't know. What do, do they use? There's some. There's specific words though that if they're used. It automatically makes it, I believe. There's like certain words that if they're placed, it automatically makes it a certain rating. Like there's probably profanity, but probably not enough where I was like, whoa, this is a... No, there wasn't... uh, Yeah, that would just be like 14A. 
I don't even remember there being like any swear words. Were there? I don't know. There oh, might okay. have been. Okay. Oh, but yeah, that's that's bizarre. So you were waiting for like mm-hmm. something. I was waiting for something. And even when he gets beat up, it's not that bloody. No. That's right. There is some violence. But this is what I was just thinking. So when I said to mom, I was like, oh, it's 18A. She's like, oh. It's like, yeah, like, this is going to be a wild ride. Let me tell you, it was a snooze set, snooze fest over at my place. I could barely stay awake nor pay attention to this film. And I wasn't sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on the couch wrapped in a whole bunch of blankets, the shivering cold, uh, just trying to keep focused on the, the movie and not being like, oh, gosh, this all sucks. And then at the end, I re-looked at it and I thought, at most, this is PG-13. Maybe, maybe 14A, but PG-13, no problem. I'm confused. Like, let's put it this way. Grand Theft Auto is rated T for teens, 13 and older. There's some uh, really suggestive things going on in that video game. Mm -hmm. And you've got 13-year-olds. You have a man who's scalping tickets and is just trying to get back the love of his life. The end. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they got this rating from. The 90s, man. Speaking of the 90s, it was released February 28, 1999 or 1998. I have some very conflicting research on this because at the top of IMDb, it says it's a 1998 film. But then if you look at the release date, it says February 28th, 1999. I don't know when this was released. It they was filmed, filmed in 1997. Yeah. So it could have been a late 98 release, an early. I, I don't know. I just don't know. The film. It had a budget of $12 million. It grossed worldwide. $430,000. Mega loss. Like, huge loss. I wanted to know why. It seems as though the studio that picked this up put it to a limited release. Okay. To theaters. Fine. This is around the era where rentals were very hot. Mm. Okay. This was aimed to go straight to VHS and try to pick up sales. Yep. Okay. The yep rental in the rental market. Blockbuster. Yep. Rogers. Yep. Unfortunately, there's no way to like figure out how much money they actually made doing that because that's not really. I guess that might be released, but I don't think it's going to be released on IMDb. No, not likely. It was interesting seeing people review it on IMDb from like 1999. It's a bit polarizing. There's some people who give it a 9 out of 10. There's some people who give it a 4 out of 10. And the 9 out of 10 people, they like really love it. But I I have a feeling they really like Andy McDowell and Andy Garcia. The person who gave it 4 out of 10 felt as though they got punished on their flight from New York to London. I then thought, sir... Why did you keep watching it? And then I thought, wait a minute. You probably didn't have any any choice. choice. (laughs) (laughs) You 
<laughs> that person was probably just stuck watching whatever the airlines put on. That's unfortunate. Because I remember my very first time I flew from Chicago to Manchester, England. It was through American Airlines. I did not have my own little seat. And we watched Mamma Mia. Oh, and I was nice. like, you yeah. know what? This is yeah. a bop. Yeah. And it's funny. Mamma Mia is played on like every damn flight I've ever been on with like the little screen. Mm-hmm. You can always, you, yeah. always guarantee that Mamma Mia will be on there. It's good. It's happy. It's funny. You it's can sing, sing along. along. Yeah. It, yeah. Nice. Let's talk about scalping. I did some research. Okay. So scalping in New York is illegal. However, a ticket can be resold for no more than 10% of its original value and it's then not considered scalping. Oh, so it's not in New York specifically. In New York okay. specifically. I looked up New York. Yeah. There are 10 states that scalping is illegal. No On matter what. Ones, it's, okay. it's fine. They have like different like yeah. things in behind it. Canada, it's not illegal. You cool. can scalp. I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was illegal that's why the plot of this film confused me i was like since when is scalping illegal because like when you go you don't see it as as much because tickets are electronic but when you go to concerts you see people with big signs yeah and no one's busting these people at all like no yeah yeah so the other thing that's illegal in New York when it comes to scalping, it's illegal to sell tickets at any price within 1,000 feet from where the show is taking uh, place. So if you're selling at 10% higher, you can, like that's your earmark, but you can't do it within 1,000 feet of the venue. Okay. Cool. We're just going to get straight to these bonus features because I feel like we were going to talk more about the movie than anything else. Yeah, probably. So the bonus features were a bit different than normal. You clicked on the little thing, the special features, and then you clicked into the feature. And it was a big write-up as to what it was all about. So the first one was the movie, and then it broke down what the movie was about. It was like, okay, cool. The next one was cast and filmmakers. It broke down all the cast. It broke down all the filmmakers, the writers, the producers, blah, blah, blah. The next one was the music. And it kind of showed, or sorry, it then showed that Andy Garcia, a musician in his own right, became involved with the creation of the score. He also then brought on Rick Murata and Cha Chao, known for revolution Latin music. And so there was Latin music in the film. I (laughs) here's the fun thing. I was trying to do this after I had watched the film and what it does is you go back to title menu, but then it sends you back to like where you are in the film. And I was in the credits. So I kept getting like Latin music as I was going. And then I would go back to the special features. I go into the next special feature and then I go back into the credits. I'm like, Oh, more Latin music. So I listened to uh, the Latin music. It was very nice. Huh? Then they go into the whole background of the movie and how this came about. So the story began 20 years ago, meaning the 1970s, when writer-director Wenk met the real Gary, a ticket scalper, on the streets of New York City. He then went to three major studios, a cable giant, and two large independents, but none of them were interested in this film. Wenk was then 
practicing his pitch on Andy Garcia, and he then requested that he wants to be kept in the loop about this film. He had a little bit of an interest. But he's been trying to sell this for 20 years is like what I also would like to add. So I don't know at what time period he went and was doing like these pitches because in 1992, Andy and Wank were discussing and said that he wanted to make a film like Cassavetes. I have no idea what that is, but I don't, I don't either. It le- it has like a lean, mean and voyeuristic approach. So the whole idea of hidden cameras, long lens, the only the uh, one actor is mic'd up and like that is the approach. And Wink was like, this is exactly what this film was. And Andy's like, "Okay, we've got to get this film going then. Here I have more pictures because there was a lot of pages. So let me uh, read because I was like at this point, I was like, I can't write this down anymore. So what they did was they went out and they shot some test footage to then try to illustrate that vision. With the help of filmmaker Ridley Scott, mm-hmm. a longtime supporter of the product, project, sorry, Wink put together a skeletal crew with plans to shoot Garcia scalping tickets at the theater in Hollywood. We were scheduled to meet at 6 a.m. to shoot some of the street scene, then move to Pantage Theater. So that's the theater in Hollywood. Um, And then so when they arrived downtown at 5 a.m., I was informed that Andy had been nominated for his first Academy Award that morning. That meant the day of press interviews. He wasn't going to come. But at 6 a.m. sharp, Garcia showed up ready to shoot. He couldn't even believe it, Wang says, shaking his head. The two drove home together that night with Garcia's agent on the phone wanting to know where he was on the biggest day of his acting career, to which Garcia calmly replied, I was acting. The footage was stunning, shot with available light and long lenses. The hidden camera showed Garcia's scalping tickets to real patrons and playing dramatic scenes amongst unknowing commuters. So Garcia was busy starring a bunch of other films. It then went on to different like writing and directing products, uh, sorry, projects that Wink sought out a home for just the ticket, but there were no takers until Wink met Joram Pellman of Tomorrow Films, a foreign sales company with history of tackling tricky projects. Pellman loved the script and was a huge fan of Garcia's. He convinced Wink and Garcia to raise the money themselves through foreign pre-sales. Wank and Garcia could control the density of their labor of love under the auspicious of Garcia Sinsun Productions. I guess it's their company. So then Gary brought, uh, sorry, Garcia brought Gary Luceshi on board to co-produce with him, armed with the test footage and addition of Andy McDowell. Cool. With financing finally in place, they set off to New York in April of 97 with only 33 days to do it, Wank and Garcia put their documentary style of filmmaking to the test. Garcia brought on John Stark, who line produced many of the Sydney Lumens New York movies, as well as a Die Hard with a Vengeance. This gave everyone a boost in confidence. Annie and I were more confident than anybody. We had done this already and our feeling comfort spread to the, the crew. 33 days later, just the ticket was finally in the can. Editing began in Los Angeles. September 1st, 1997. So it might have come out in 1998 then. And that's it. And that's like the story as to like how it 
it came about. That's I was reading that pretty much verbatim from the DVD itself. I then decided to kind of go down a wormhole. How do they get away with legally filming, filming? others without permission? Some states you can do it. I know that. And maybe not anymore, but it was different. Well, it, what I found was taking photographs and video of things that are plainly visible in public spaces is a consti- constitutional right. It is not illegal because it's expected that individuals realize that they are leaving the privacy of their own homes and they shouldn't expect complete privacy from others. Okay. The laws to leave room for appropriate filming is to be considered in public areas, a.k.a. you can't film in bathrooms. <laughs> like, yes. Right. Understood. Then I thought, how are they getting audio recording? And I was like, oh, I, I know this loophole. Audio recording only requires one person's consent of the individuals involved. So they are all mic'd up. They have the consent. And so it doesn't matter what the others say. And that's how they get away with that. It's the same thing with like when police go in and they're recording. They don't have to state that they're recording so long as one person in the room has consent. Okay. Which makes me kind of, I don't want to go back and see the scenes in this film because I have no interest. But I didn't really gather that these people were Were just, and they were like actually selling tickets to things. Yeah. So they were truly scalping, which is the crazy thing. But I'm wondering if they weren't really scalping. I think they were just selling tickets under the 10% value that gets away with it. Yeah. But it was very interesting reading all of this and seeing that they acted very well and the people that they confronted also were like genuine people. So I I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, they probably cut out obviously some some things that didn't fit within the scope of the movie, but that's all I have for uh, bonus features. I know there is a scene that Andy Garcia tricked Andy McDowell, he like fakes being in pain and Annie McDowell thought he was actually in pain. And so her act- her scream was real. The Pope actually came to town. And so they chose that as an event to capture. Those are the two biggest facts on IMDb. Cool. That's it. There is a final credit as well. They're seen at the end of the credits. It oh. has to do with one of the scalpers actually the one that does he did like the popsicles i can't like the toys or the yeah yeah he died i guess and so they put some clips of him selling stuff and then uh in memory of yeah oh other than that we can probably just jump straight into the film actually no we can't jump straight into the film there was a trailer on Oh. So I got to watch the trailer. Okay. For? For this film. Oh, oh there was. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, what does the trailer of this film look like? I really wanted to know. It also had been some time since I had seen it. So I figured, okay, like, it, it'll be a little bit of a refresher. This film is classified as a romantic comedy. I, I didn't know. think it was funny at all. 
nor did I see the romance. I saw this annoying guy trying to get the love of his life and just can't take a hint. And not in a loving, oh, that's so endearing. He's trying his best. It's like, no, sir, you just need to learn that this is not your place and please walk away. And she, there's things that she wants in life that don't meet what you, like it, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So the trailer was hilarious. And I was like, well, this would be a rom-com if I remember seeing any of this in the film and the way it all was cut together, it was funny. Oh. But the movie was not. No. I don't know if I laughed at all. No. There's a lot of like cringe moments that I was like, oh. Yeah. And yeah, he really couldn't take a hint. No. And, it, and then she's like, I just I just can't give him up. Yeah. And I'm like, a girl. I know. She was frustrating. Girl. Even though she played the role, like, oh yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. I really liked Andy McDowell as like the woman playing. Yeah. I really appreciated her yeah. character. It was I, Andy Garcia that I was like, sir. You just need to figure out that this is not the woman for you then. Like, she does want you to change, but you're not willing to change. So guess what? And even at the end of the movie, I you're like, know. Ah! <laughs> did you not learn anything? <laughs> but yeah, we, <laughs> we now can go into the film. There were no trailers, so it basically just started. And we meet Gary. He's in confession I did like his confession scenes. I did actually find those funny because the confessional person, I don't know who that is, um, was playing along and like the person he was confessing to. Yeah. I don't know who. Yeah. I don't, I was. have no idea. Either. No idea. But I liked it when he was drinking beer in there. Did you catch that? Yes. I, I enjoyed that. And he, um, he was clearly like sinning. But and the guy didn't really care because he was then also asking for tickets. tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So like there was some comedy in that that I really appreciated. But past that, I was like, OK, what is this? My thing, too, is for this film, I was zoning out and I was like really playing with my phone. And then I made this process longer by then, shit, I missed something. I, I have, have to, to go, go back. back. Yeah. So what would have been a two hour night turned into like two hours and 20 minutes. So he's in confession. He's saying that Linda doesn't want him anymore. And it's because he's a ticket scalper. Really appreciated how quick we were introduced to everything. Like you knew his name pretty quickly. You knew. Oh, you jumped to. right into the story. And I like I was like, OK, like this is great. You're setting up the audience really, really well. Confession. I even have it written down. Confessional guy says, go do God's work. And he's like, OK. So then he goes to work and they're not doing really well in the corner. They decide to like head out. But then these Prevo buses roll up as he's sending away his buddies. And uh, he decides, OK, like, no, this is my chance. So he sends them away and he ends up scalping all these, I guess, scamming all of these tourists that come off the bus. And he then ends up making his money this way. Yeah. This is where I zoned out right away. There's this guy that approaches him at the bar and he's all nervous about it. But the guy comes up again later, but he's not nervous about it because he's approaching him for money. But then I'm thinking, I missed what he's nervous about because I take it like the guy wants a cut of his money. Something like that. Yeah, I, like, I, yeah you're right. He I just like didn't want to have anything to do with him. He didn't want the interaction. Um, I, I was like, oh, this is going to be important in the future. I think this is one thing about this movie was like you got... All these little pieces scattered about 
sprinkled about that didn't make sense at the time, but you knew it was going to make sense in the future. Like when he talks to like the two little schoolgirls or whatever. Um, but there was too many of them. Yeah, there was too many. Even just like about um, the pregnant, the, the girl. pregnant girl, like that. You're like when he's like, he, like, look, like show me your eyes. Like you're like, oh god, she's gonna have a drug problem. And then sure enough, she does. And I'm like, oh god, you're pregnant. And then like just. Yeah, I get, all these things get sprinkled about and then about the other guy passing away and he has gives this speech to uh, Linda. Yeah. Or, yeah, and before he passed, like, t- there was just, like, too many, like, things, like, out and about before it all came back together. And then all of a sudden, her, like, her j- day job, she's a saleswoman for some electronic company and then but all of a sudden she's like in cooking school and then she's also catering like there was just so many things which is why I was like how is this a how is this movie gonna be two hours long and it makes perfect sense how it's two hours long and there's also like these new guys that have like moved on the block who now scalps tickets like that's like why I'm saying there was f plot because there was literally a to z yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Film. It just it just <laughs> kept going. Just kept going. And like the fear of being arrested and then him not having any documentation so that he can't get a social um security number. Like there's just so many things happening in this film. Did Grayson watch this with you? No, he didn't. No interest? Uh he went to work that day, so he couldn't watch it. Yeah. Gotcha. So he calls Linda. She doesn't pick up her phone. He then shows up at her work instead because he finds out that uh, she's at work. And the the thing is, if he sells the TV, she'll go for dinner with him. And he's like, I've got it. I can sell this guy a TV. And she's like, well, he's like pinching pennies. Like he's not going to be intru- into it. He sold that TV. I really enjoyed this. I, I have to say the beginning of the movie kind of did have some like fun pulled me through and then there was a lot of lulls where I was like kill me now what is this movie that I am watching the, okay it was it was good it was fun up until the part and then they hook up and then it was just downhill from there I was like oh this is, has potential and then it just kind of fell flat yeah so he ends up selling the tv it's very successful and it it goes well but then he hears out that the Pope is coming and Gary is like, well, I need to secure Pope t- tickets because he then thinks this is going to be the pivotal moment where he can make enough money, change his ways and get Linda back. He really thinks that this is the event to win Linda over. This is where we find out that someone bought all of his tickets and he meets the guy who bought them. His name is Casino. We then see Linda is at her cooking class, as you have already mentioned that she's now in cooking and she impresses someone i have no idea i think it's like a teacher and she sorry gary shows up for dinner and she tells him that she can't go for dinner because she has this big dinner to cook for and it's a great opportunity and it's the opportunity that she needs in order to like continue on with like her cooking dreams because obviously sales is not what her dreams are gary is like i need capital and he ends up helping her all the way down to the party. He ends up serving the party. And partly through the party, she only gets paid $100 for all of her efforts. And it doesn't even color, cover her full expenses. They then decide, well, fuck you. 
We're going to make a complete disaster of your kitchen. Meanwhile, she, the party person is getting drunk. This part was fun. This was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, this is what I'm saying. It was all good until they hooked up. And then it was just. And then it was a bit sour. Yeah. Or like blah. Yeah, blah. it fell flat. Yeah. And then they hook up, as you say. And this is this is where we decline. Linda gets a letter from Paris. She's been in sec- accepted into the Cordon Bleu cooking school. And we then see that the group gets put in jail for scalping. And he ends up uh, showing up too late to Linda's, which then he gets told about her boyfriend, her boyfriend, which I have Gary written down, but it's not Gary. I don't know what her boyfriend's name is. No idea. Which is a bad taste in my mouth that I'm like, wow, you just hooked up with someone, but you like, yeah, I- yeah, it was a bit. It, it, in my opinion, it was like a late thing. Like, oh, we should throw like a roadblock in. Yeah, it, yeah. Not, not the fact that it was Linda's character to cheat on her boyfriend. Like that wasn't where I felt as though that was coming from. It genuinely just felt like a last minute script decision that we were going to throw in. But like, and he, thankfully they didn't write this. And like, he didn't try and hold the fact that they hooked up. Like a few days prior or whatever that's prior, why over her whole head either like yeah. it was kind of like he was kind of like oh okay and he like moved on and i was like well i mean like not moved on the fact moved on away from her mm-hmm. but just kind of just like let it be but also this is jumping ahead her send-off party or whatever it is like he's invited to and is her boyfriend there no who is that person who is that man that's like, oh, they look so cute together or, or you were so cute together? I think that's like her like cousin families and stuff. Oh, no, that was him. Yeah. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, you are right. It was. It was really weird. Her boyfriend's like, oh, you guys were so cute together or oh, like you were so cute or so, whatever it was. And he's like happy and smiling as it's like video footage of them kissing and having a nice time. Unless they're in a relationship that's not... Like they, they both knew that there was going to be an end to the relationship. So it was more about like compatibility, like keeping, like, I don't know. I, no idea. Because Linda in the end doesn't really want a relationship or like to spend the last three weeks of her life with With, Gary because she's just like, well, there's no point. I'm leaving. Yeah. So. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to show you how much I love her by getting a social security number. We also, at this point, like, have, we, we've we met his gang, and Benny is another notable character. The other people are less notable. But Benny got no tickets instead, and Casino is, got the tickets instead. And to the Pope. Yeah, to the Pope. So he's all stressed out because he's just like, well, how are we going to make money? And Benny's like, well, we'll figure it out. Benny is Gary's mentor, essentially, like the guy who raised him as well, because we then find out. Go to. Yeah. Gary was an orphan and found Benny and they've been doing this ever since. Okay, so then this is again where we find out that the pregnant woman betrayed Barry, sorry, Gary, and she ends up getting paid more money. But then she's using again and he's all pissed off because now he's like, well, I have to lose out on more money because he's offering more money. I don't have this capital that he has and I am like losing the corner market. This is where Linda tells Gary that she's going to Paris in three weeks, as we've already talked about. So he's freaking out because he's just like, well, how am I supposed to like 
get her to stay if I have no money. This is where we go to the guy for capital. And I was like, oh, this guy again. This is not what I thought we were doing with this guy, but that's great. So then he ends up getting the tickets to the Pope. Yeah. And Benny and Gary kind of argue and Gary insults Benny. He was so mean. Yeah. And he, Benny, it was hard to watch. Benny was very upset. And Linda has their going away party. And there's this notable pink volleyball net. And I thought, wow, that reminds me of when we went to the lake. And we had a pink And volleyball. we had a pink. This was the identical pink volleyball nice. net. And this is where I have a story to tell because it's kind of a funny story now. At the time, it was not a funny story. Okay. So we, every summer, went to the lake. And one year, as we got older, mom bought this pink volleyball net. And she said, dad's going to set this up. And he's like, oh, am I? She's like, yep. I think they spent like seven hours setting up this volleyball net because originally what happened was mom didn't know it just came with the net. It didn't come with anything else. And so we were at the lake. Oh. We're not really near a town. The nearest town is a half an hour away. So oh. we all get in the vehicle. We're driving down to the good old Canadian Tire, which isn't there anymore. It's, um, I don't know. The Canadian Tire moved, but it's not there. Anyways, so they get dowels that are trying to dig them out and they're trying to anchor them. It turned into a really, really like big project. And it was a volleyball net. If the volleyball just lightly grazed or tapped this net... It would fall. And so dad was frustrated for obvious reasons because he's like, we've put all this time and we can't even play volleyball. And so mom's like, well, why don't we tomorrow go get rackets so then we can go play badminton because then the birdie's not going to hit it. And uh, they go and get rackets. So they they spend a whole like they spend about two hours of this time setting it up, driving to Canadian Tire to go get stuff. I was not old enough to remember this. I just like in I, in my memory, totally totally remembered the pink volleyball note. We had it for a while. You won't set it up in our backyard, I swear. No, I had set up a different net. Oh, okay. Because remember, you and I were really into playing badminton, and then I wanted a net, so I bought a net. But then we're not allowed to play on the grass. So then I then thought, well, what's the point of having a net? So I never did it again, and then okay, we just continued okay. to play on the pavement. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, so then we got to play with this, and then for the fo following summers, like the net would come with us, and it would be attached to the boat. I just like it brought back memories of, oh, I remember there was a pink net. I just remember the year we made multiple trips to Canadian Tire because we kept getting flat tires in our bike. And I got I got a flat tire. It got fixed. You got a flat tire. Dad fixed it. And then you rode around and then you got another flat tire. Same tire. And dad's like, we just bought a new tube for this. house. Like maybe it was just like a faulty one. So we bought another tire tube for the inside of your tire it gets flat again and and then he just so happened to run his fingers along the inside of like the tire 
and there was something. There was a nail. It was small. It was, it was there was very a nail. small. Yeah, and it just kept poking every single tube. That was yeah, and like hard because that's where we would ride our bikes. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and then there was a time that I hit a child. And I knocked the wind out of myself. And it, do you remember this? Oh my God, this story is so funny. So I think I was seven or eight and she was three. Yeah. And I was going down the hill. That yeah. was always fun. Like the really, really steep one? Not like, the back, but the one near the, our cat. Oh the yeah, cabin, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Where it was like, it was a hill, but it wasn't like crazy hill. Anyways, so I'm riding the bike. She's in the middle of the roadway. And as you know, when you drive, as you are looking at something, you start to go to that direction. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at her. I'm waiting for her to move. She's deer in the headlights. I'm deer in the headlights because now I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. She's not moving. Clearly, like you, you could just change the directions. I end up picking her up. With my front tire between her legs, she lands on me. We've like the handlebars twist, and I how how do I explain? Like the handlebars hit me like basically in the stomach, and I get the wind knocked out of me because like it, of like all oh, the, the pressure, movement. yeah, yeah. And like obviously, like she's upset. I'm really upset. And, like a lot's going on. I had a handlebar bruise in the center of my stomach for a whole week, and this poor girl had like bike brushes down her legs. <laughs> Who was this? The girl that was adopted. Do you remember her? And she had the little mechanical, like she was diabetic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. that was who it was. <laughs> and I like, I felt really bad. Like, no yeah, kidding. Yeah, obviously. But no, like, I feel like your your intentions were there. You were just going down the, like, I, <laughs> I can picture this. Yeah, yes. Going after the three-year-old. Fuck you. <laughs> no. And like, dad, <laughs> like, I remember like dad making me go apologize. And I was just like, but... Seven-year-old me is like, well, I'm hurt too. Who's going to apologize to me? Like, this isn't fair. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened. That's traumatizing. But yeah, I the the other thing was so because we were at a cabin that we rented, it wasn't ours. There was no ice packs, so mom's solution was here, have some Cool Whip, and I had the Cool Whip. <laughs> Wow. What a great time up at the cabin at the lake. Tons of stories, but oh, yeah. uh, those are some of my top two stories is the volleyball net and hitting the girl on the bicycle, but also knocking myself out and having a handlebar bruise on my stomach. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, so we're at... Andy's house for her going away party and there's a video playing. It's all the memories of Linda and Gary and Benny goes outside and he talks to her. He's like, I'm going to do something big. Here's the thing. This is when I realized that this movie was shot for full screen. And the reason why I noticed this, I don't know if you're going to notice or noticed it, but the scene when they're outside and they're on the side of the house yeah. and there's the garage. Yeah. Everything's in like everything is captured correctly and it like fits the scene that was the moment i knew 
oh, we are watching a full screen movie that was shot full screen. There was nothing that was cut out. So the rest of the film, as I'm watching, I was like, ah, there's nothing that makes me feel like what information am I missing? Oh, double check. You could very well be right. Because it wasn't until 1997 that things were like purposely swapping over. Really? Because I didn't get that. I just like I personally didn't get frustrated with the full screen. Like there was no information that was being taken away from me. That's the. Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering if they've cut off the top and bottom to make it full screen or widescreen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because like, in my opinion, everything looks shrunk this way. There is uh, black on the sides of this so slightly, mm. but not in a way that it's like full screen looking like, um, square like. Yeah. So Linda and Benny have this really heart to heart conversation and it's really kind. And it's basically the last conversation about what Benny and Gary had. And it was a fight. And he's talking to Linda about how much Gary really loves her. But it's really sad because then Benny ends up dying on the steps. Yeah, I didn't expect that. That was sad. The funeral happens. There was some comedy. In my opinion, it kind of fell flat. I was like, oh, I get that you're trying to be funny. But like, I think this is like way more serious than, yeah. than you are trying to make it out to be. So this is where pregnant girl warns Gary about people looking for him because he swooped in and got the tickets for the Pope, which I neglected to mention earlier on. He secured the Pope because tickets. Because he got the cash yeah. from the guy. Yeah. From Benny, yeah. yeah. So he dresses up as a nun to get away from the police. He nearly gets away from the police, but Casino ends up pointing him out. I thought he was going to make it. I thought so, too. I was so hopeful. And then he had another, like he had a pastor. Ah, yeah, pastor. The confession guy is a pastor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, he has a little change of route, but then he doesn't get away with it. And he ends up dropping the tickets with all of the cash in the Bible. And then this old couple finds it and they're all excited. They're like, hell yeah, we get to go in. Clearly, those guys were actors. Oh, <laughs> yes. So then when he ends up in jail, the Pope waves at him. I think I saw that. I, I yes. saw it as a review. And uh, he gets let out and uh, the casino and boys start to tussle him. He gets beat up. Yeah. And... Then um, the guy from the insurance. Yeah. So he gets a knock at the door of his place and there's the insurance guy who was looking for him. And uh, he has money to give him that was left upon him from Benny's death. And he <laughs> he asked for ID and he's like, I don't have any. He's like, oh, OK, well, that's OK. And so it, it goes fine. And he has $56,000. And he's like, I know the perfect thing for Linda. 
I'm going to buy her at least out of space for her to do the restaurant that she absolutely is dreaming of doing. And he does that. He sends her taxi cab there and she shows up and there's a sign. It says Linda. And she's like, oh, my God, you did all of this for me. You're like now the sweetest guy ever. I'm totally forgetting everything that you've ever done to me because now clearly like everything has changed. And then the restaurant's happening and he's serving and he's not changed because then he's scalping tickets, which I get is supposed to be funny. But I'm just like, this isn't funny anymore. I really hate your character. Yeah. The end. Yeah. And then there's like an article about the Pope visiting Summer New and he's like, oh, save that article for me. Yeah. She says, don't do it. Don't think about it. And then it ends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's your story rating? Uh, I gave it a two. You gave it a two. Gave it a two. Strong beginning. Oh, okay. Fair. I will give it like strong beginning and then just nothing. I gave it a one out of five with my comments. No, she shouldn't be with him. He needs to get his shit together. How is this a (laughs) rom-com? Pretty spot on. Yeah. Uh, Music. I gave it a two. I don't remember it. I mean, I was sick. Yeah. I was sick. I gave it a three out of five. I thought it was fun. It really genuinely was with the Latin music, with them trying to scalp and really kind of make things seem very fast paced, kind of really anxiety inducing of like, are they going to get caught? Are they doing like those really suited the tone of the film scenes and locations? I gave it a four. I absolutely Love the scenes and locations of this book. Great. Book? I absolutely, I absolutely love the scenes and locations of this film. Um, they were right outside in the heart of it. You saw a lot of New York. Her, even her apartment, like the inside of her apartment was really cool. And like the dynamics of uh, the outside of her apartment, like the neighbor who is her friend and the other neighbor who's like returning the plate. Like I, I enjoyed that a lot. I gave it a three out of five. I really like that it was New York City. I really like that it was the 90s. And I I have it in my m- notes that I felt as though this film was clearly filmed for a full screen. Like, that is how I had felt yeah, about okay. it. And, like, I think the other reason why I'm going to argue about that is if this was a straight-to-VHS film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. And same thing for airplanes. <laughs> that, that poor man had to endure. <laughs> Sorry. I'm DB fan. But I really did love and I'm starting to really want to go back to New York City. But I like it's a time period in New York City that I want to really go see. And I think that this is a film that captures that time period so yeah, well. I'd love to go and visit, yeah. Because like they are on the streets capturing everyday people doing all of their things. Mm-hmm. Your overall score. It is 5.3. I am 4.6. Okay. And IMDb is 5.6 out of 10. So I'm a bit lower. <laughs> However, yeah. did you enjoy this movie more or less than Rudolph's Shiny New Year? I really didn't like that film. I think I enjoyed this one more. I think I'd rather sit through this one than Shiny. Rudolph Shining New Year, even though that one's probably much shorter. Much shorter by like a whole hour. Yeah. No, I think I'd rather listen through this one. 
I really didn't enjoy this film. And like my Rudolph Shiny New Year score is higher and you had like challenged me of like going through. I think what I liked more about Rudolph Shiny New Year is how bad it's animated that I could laugh the entire way through it. Whereas this, I just wanted to like grab into the screen and strangle Andy. Sorry, not Andy, Gary. They're both Andy's, so this doesn't help when I <laughs> call them by their first name. But I just, he drove me crazy. Yeah. But then at the very end, her like committing like, oh, he's the love of my life. I'm like, where? I don't see this. This is just not at all possible. Not, no, I'm, sorry, I'm definitely not saying Rudolph Shining like a, In a weird way, a toxic relationship, but neither of them were all that toxic to each other. Like, yes. They were both really patient and kind with each other. But it just like... But they're not going to stay together. It just didn't make sense. No. There's no possible way. I, I don't know. <laughs> Do we keep it? Do we keep this DVD? No. No. No, we don't. It can join all of its other friends, probably at Value Village. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Mom asked how, how it was, and I was like, oh, it was an experience. That's like, what does that mean? I was just like, I couldn't pay attention. (laughs) Sometimes films are just like that. (laughs) We can pick next week's film. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, random. Oh, this is a good one. So I think, so I remember, haven't seen it in a very long time. Animated. Disney. Disney. Okay. Princess? Yes. Okay. Because last time I said princess. And there was a princess that you forgot about her. I honestly couldn't even tell you sitting here what film that was. Don't tell me. What was it? Oh, it was Aladdin. Okay. Um, Beauty and the Beast. No, it's not. Um, But close. um, In time period. Cinderella. Far away in time period. Shoot. (laughs) Um, definitely not the Lion King. I know. I was gonna say the Lion King. I, I saw that was at the tip of your tongue because we had already talked about yeah. the Lion King. Yeah, that would have been funny had that been the one that came up. Oh, um, the Little Mermaid. Yeah, it is the Little Mermaid. When's the last time you've seen this film? Over twenty years ago. Okay. VHS is the last time I had seen this okay. version. Version I've seen this film. Um, I s- watched it like fifteen years ago. Oh, okay, probably. Okay, and there's parts of that film I was like, "This, this happened." What? There's, there's. I think I've mentioned this maybe in a different podcast when we were talking. I think when we watched Aladdin, that there are there are parts of this film that you'll be like, "Huh, what? Really? Yeah, I'm because I this. I just remember the music. Yeah, great music. That's what I'm just like. I'm excited to like yeah. watch and hear the music yeah. and see what that's all about. We're gonna end the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to follow along, hit the follow or subscribe button. If you'd like to join us next week, we are watching The Little Mermaid, the animated version, not that the live action has come out, but if you're listening to this in the future, just giving you a heads up that there are going to be two possible versions that it could have happened, but probably not. If you'd like to follow us on any of our socials, those are listed in the show notes below. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 